guys, welcome back to another ESL podcast and welcome back to another investment podcast. Guys, today we're going to be speaking about financial shocks, man. Okay, let's talk about if your investments or if your lifestyle or if your job or anything had been affected in regards to, you know, obviously all of us have been affected by COVID, right? And what did you end up doing in regards to being affected by COVID? Or in, in regards to being affected by financial shocks that ended up like either it was your investments, either it was your monthly salary, it was your mortgage, whatever it may be. Jot some of these things down, okay? Because you will be able to see a trend in regards to how you reacted to the financial shock. So let's break this down in terms of me in regards to what I did. I don't know if I've ever spoken about this on this specific podcast, but it was a terrifying moment for me last March. You know, obviously Thailand was the first country to get, you know, the COVID uh, outside of China. And then next, you know, we saw things happening in Korea, right? It was this, uh, some kind of church out there that ended up being completely swamped by COVID. Then Iran out of nowhere got slammed. And the next thing you know, Spain and Italy, these were massive shocks. And to be honest with you, I remember I was sitting on my bed one morning, and next thing you know, the NBA season had been canceled. NCAA March Madness had been canceled. The entire world was thrown into a complete disarray, like a curveball, like maybe a, an abyss, maybe a black hole, some people would say. And this was a very scary time because I knew that my job wasn't going to look after me. So this was a massive financial shock for me because like now, I didn't have those six months of expenses saved up. I didn't have my visa money saved up just yet. I didn't have emergency funds in different pots that, were sa- that had been saving up over the course of X amount of years or months or whatever. I was bare. I was bare ass. I hate to use that as a, as a, as a metaphor, but I had no clothes on. I was just like, oh my God, people are looking at me. Metaphorically speaking, I didn't know what to do. There was no backup plan for me, people. I have no net, right? Now, again, normally in in the perfect world, we would have assets pay off our liabilities and our daily expenses. So if you did have stocks, you'd be able to pay it off. But the next thing you know, my, my students in March ended up suffering significant blows in regards to their stocks. You know, they, they are audit, they're part of the audit and they're the biggest top dogs. As a matter of fact, I used to coach and train the number five at Bangkok Bank. And he came in one day, he said, Arsenio, man, I lost 150,000 this morning. I said, Lord, 150,000 bots. So like $5,000, right? Um, and I'm like, dude, I think this is really serious. When my job got shut down and obviously the guy of my job, he just shrugged his shoulders. I said, man, what am I going to do? Dude, I got, like, not only do I have bills to pay, but how am I going to be able to get that money for my visa? How am I going to be able to do this and that? I was fortunate enough to have a relationship that I ended up terminating five months after. But I had this relationship where they saw the dire need. I was very lucky in the month of April, I got a private student. In the month of May, um, you know, I had a video session where I was able to make an extra $200 in just a day. So that was really, really good. Um, and you know, 
June, I ended up moving to another province so I could work part-time out there because obviously there was no work here. July was even more, although I profited just a little bit from doing all that work out there, especially working those heavy hours. Fortunately, I was still able to make quite a bit of money. And so I was able to keep myself afloat. In June, I was able to pay that $800 big visa fee. So what ended up happening from last year? What did I learn? What did you learn during COVID? What did you learn during these financial shocks in terms of investments in your salary? Because I realized that no one has my back but me. And when you double down and care about you, your own finances, your expenses, your household, that means you have control over your own financial assets. And when you have that, you're mentally prepared. So the big tester came at the beginning of this year. Boom, January 1st, I'm sitting at a restaurant with, you know, my friend. And all of a sudden, oh, Arsenio, I'm really sorry to tell you, but tutors are shut down. Schools are shut down again. Everything has been shut down. I said, what? Yeah, sorry. There was a big cluster. A thousand people got COVID. And so they're going to shut everything down for about a month. And me, I'm like, well, the government, they shut everything down. Even when there was no COVID cases, everything was still shut down for three and a half months. And that was kind of like opening up the wound, metaphorically speaking, and letting the blood pour out and watching it just gush out. And I hate to be very graphic, but that's exactly what the government did here. But then I said, I was in a very reactive mindset, thinking, oh my God, what am I going to do? I have no, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Then I said, no, Arsenio, you're a generator. Just like we generate energy, I can generate money. I was fortunate that over the next couple of weeks, <clears throat> I had been teaching, you know, an international school student. I said, hey, you know what? Uh, just to let you know your little, you know, your little thing is going to be coming up soon. Are you going to renew? And they're like, yeah, absolutely. We're going to renew through you. And I said, oh, my God, boom. That was a big one. Hey, Arsenio, there's this business, you know, they need some coaching and training done out there. It's going to be in February. I said, oh, my God, this is huge. Boom. And February, by the time February 1st came around and I started making like, you know, very, very big solid change, especially coming from online. That's when I said, okay, I need to start saving right here, right now. So luckily I have a wonderful landlord at this condominium and he's like, okay, listen, no problem. If you don't want to pay this month, you'll just pay all the way through January, 2020. I mean, 2022. And I said, okay, perfect. That sounds good to me. And so what I did, I said, okay, I want to open up an account. So I opened up a, another account, boom, started stashing away in there. Hurry up quickly, got that one to 1,000. Then I said, okay, I need to start saving up my monthly rent because I know at some point they're going to start letting foreigners back in here and there are going to be no vaccinations within this country for the next two years because the corruption is unreal. It's beyond unreal. And so I said, you know what? I know at some point throughout this year, there will be another three month shutdown at some point. This could be probably in May, June, July, maybe July and August, maybe uh, September, October, who knows, maybe even December. Other countries may be fully vaccinated by then, but Thailand, it's just not gonna happen. Myanmar, the neighbor where they're just killing all their citizens, they're getting more vaccinations than us right now. And so, I said, how can I prepare myself financially to be on top? And I said, six months, boom, rent fees. Six months over here, emergency expenses. Six months over here. So from now on, I have multiple pots, just like I told you about at the beginning of the investment podcast. This is what you need to do. You need to be mentally prepared because 
if you didn't learn anything, you got to, it's not so much about switching your mindset. It's about what didn't work and toggling that and figuring out another way that you can attack and another way that you can get better. Because some people, we have a tendency of doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different outcome. That's Albert Einstein. If I didn't grow from last year, I'm fortunate enough to have gotten taught by, um, <clears throat> who was it? Uh, a transformation coach. Transformation, life coaching, healing sessions, my personal development skyrocketed. And at the beginning of this year, it has been beyond insane. I continue to get better. Although some of those people that were in my life last year, they're no longer in my life. Now I'm even higher than what I was last year because I continue to go up. So again, what shock in these six shocks that I'm going to tell you about right now pose the biggest risk to you, your portfolio, your salary, or anything today in regards to your job? Number one, unexpected interest rate changes. Two, war, terrorism, natural disasters. Three, political changes. Four, company profit warnings. Five, ratings downgrades. Or six, bank failures. So I'm going to read out something. It's going to be called Don't Panic. <clears throat> and you have some questions for this. So what we have here, the first question is, why are price falls worrying? The second question, what does the text advise you to do when you first see prices fall? C, why do prices often return to normal after economic and political shocks? This is what happened basically in 2008. There was a big boom that had surged from 2001, 2002, 2003. There was a lot of how securities that were being sold that were just completely nothing, but they were actually worth a lot <clears throat> at the time. And a lot of these were mortgages too. And so all the value, once everything found out and everything leveled out, it went back to normal. The boom stopped, but everyone lost everything. And it was especially the middle-class Americans. Now, and the last question, why is your time frame important? So let's get into this one right here, right now. Don't panic. Here we go. Quote, even if you've been investing for many years, it can be tough to switch your mindset when a long bull market ends and the bears take control. Okay, so basically a bear, you know, sometimes I get this squished up. So basically one goes up, one goes down. So bear market, I'm going to hurry up and check this out, make sure I got this. What is a bull market? What is, okay, so bull market means that securities are on the rise, such as the big boom in 2001, 2002, 2003. And then the bear market is when obviously everything had just falls. And that's exactly what happened during the financial crisis. That bear market was that, I'm sorry, the bull market was at an all-time high and then it completely plunged and everything was lost, right? So let's get back into this. Seeing your paper profits evaporate can be stressful and it takes a strong investor to remain calm, but that's exactly what you have to do, staying calm and analyze the situation. First, remember prices can go down as well as up. And eventually, all investments suffer losses for a period. If the fall is a market wide, I'm sorry, if the fall is market wide, don't worry. Prices will almost certainly come back. This is particularly true of political or economic shocks. Markets like certainty and have already priced in the news, they expect. Any unexpected events can make them panic causing prices to plunge. 
However, in these situations, once everyone's calmed down, prices often rebound just as quickly. So you got to remain called number one. Number two, this is exactly what happened with my students last year. That's why he wasn't worried about losing $5,000 one morning because he knew everything would stabilize and go back up. So here we go. Last paragraph. The same goes for a disaster. Either a natural disaster affecting particular countries or industries in the region or a company disaster. In this case, it's important to think about your time frame. If you're a short-term day trader or swing trader, you're better off cutting your losses as the investment is unlikely to perform well for some time. However, if you're a buy and hold investor, ask yourself if the fundamentals of the company or economy have been greatly affected. If the answer is no, you may even want to add to your position during short-term price falls. There's a lot of vocabulary and a lot of things that we need to discuss. First and foremost, a bull market is when it's on the rise. A bear market is when it's on the, it's fallen, meaning a plunge. A plunge meaning like you plunge from the sky. We're talking an absolute free fall to the bottom. Profits evaporate, meaning they go away. A buy and hold investor is what GameStop people did in the Reddit community. They bought the stocks and they held it. And they kept saying on the community and on YouTube, hold, 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 don't sell, hold, hold. Rebound is when obviously 2009, it took maybe more than six years for the American economy to rebound. And to be honest with you, it's going to take even longer for the Thai economy to rebound. I just don't know if there will ever be a rebound because the problem is there aren't economists and people at helm in this country that know about the economy and know how to get the economy back on track. They only know what they know. And then what they know is to bring tourists in. But if tourists don't come in for the next two years, that means the entire tour, there are empty hotels everywhere and they're going to be out of business soon. So again, will it rebound? I just do not know. How about cut your losses? Meaning this is exactly what had happened in the movie, The Big Short, at, towards the end of the movie. And, you know, they were discussing, they were like, listen, if we sell everything, we get this price right now. Not bad. And the guy got in his feelings to say, we're worth so much more. And he's like, it's not about what we were worth. It's what, what, we're, what we're worth right now. We need to sell. He waited and the losses continue. And, the, you know, the profits, they continue to evaporate, evaporate, and evaporate. Until finally, he said, you know what? Let's just cut our losses and sell. There it is. So we got a day trader. A day trader is basically Forex trading. They trade on a routine basis throughout the day. A swing trader, I literally just looked this up right before the podcast. And again, you know, sometimes I just completely forget about it. But it basically attempts to capture short to medium term gains in a stock. Okay, so this is basically what a lot of people do um, if they see that there's a trend happening like Zoom. Zoom ended up like skyrocketing big time. Why? Because obviously people were investing in it based on what was happening in the current situation at the dawn of COVID. So if you were a swing trader at that time, you probably could have profited massive. If you invested a million dollars into Zoom stock and it went up 100%, guess what? You profited a million. That's how it works. And again, that's minus all the other ridiculous transactions and you losing money and stuff like that. But again, this teaches you not to panic. So with all those vocabulary terms I've given you, bears, bulls, buy and hold investor, cut your losses, day trader, panic, switch your mindset, swing trader, re rebound, Profits evaporate and plunge. You have three categories you need to fit these into. Types of investor, 
types of price movements and types of investor action. That's what you're going to be doing as your assignment. And with that being said, guys, I hope you enjoyed this wonderful ESL podcast, the investment podcast. If you have any other questions, let me know. Again, if you guys want to have all these podcasts in advance and you don't want to wait, that is available on my Patreon badges. That's in the link down below. If you want to contribute to the overall success of my podcast because you're such a big fan, $5 a month gets you all the upcoming podcast for free. And there are so many other great perks within there too. So make sure you reach out to me and follow me on Instagram or Cineo's ESL podcast. I'll be waiting for you guys. I'm your host as always over and out.